Hello, welcome in. Get out of the cold. Um, remember, shoes off at the front door. Get some snacks and come take a seat um, and join us here in the music shack with both Ray and Jack. And we're back with another episode and a lot of exciting stuff. A lot. Yeah, a lot of exciting stuff. We kind of took a week off and then we spent all of last week talking <laughs> about guts. So we have so much to talk about, which it will be fun. And a bunch of fun stuff has happened this week. Was specifically with Taylor and the last few weeks with everyone. So um, there's drama, there's news, everything you love about the music shack. <laughs> and we have hot takes, as we always do. Essentially, after our last episode, Taylor announced the Eras Tour movie, which is going to be in North American theaters on it's on October, October 13th. Which is really exciting. It's going to be the LA shows that were recorded, which we all know. Um, it's going to be in theaters. It'll be really, really fun. I'm very excited. Um, and it'll be in North American theaters. So that means Canada, Mexico, US, Cineplex, Cineworld, whatever, AMC. Wherever you go for your theaters, they'll have it. And there was a lot of like backlash, not backlash, but a lot of discussion about taylor doing this in the midst first of all in the midst of a uh, writers and actors strikes and what that means for studios um and second of all also her not having it internationally why that might be the case i know jack you were upset it wasn't being shown <laughs> yeah. in the uk it's like i think it's tough i i get that i'm like coming from a place of privilege because i'm able to go which I will be talking about my experience at the movie on this podcast. Um, it was quite expensive for a movie. I don't know why it was more expensive than a normal movie, which is weird, but it is what it is. I will probably, despite anything, still go more than once, like, because I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are rumors that have come out recently that um, it might be coming to the UK and Australia as well and potentially other places. So... Keep an eye out on the local theater's website because you never know when it'll pop up. And oftentimes it pops up before things are announced. So if you can get in there before things are announced, you'll get a good seat, which is a big sleigh. But I wanted to talk about with the Heirs Tour movie, which this is a little bit outdated, but specifically with the strikes, obviously there's strikes in Hollywood. Um, studios are looking for any way to capitalize off of movies and TV shows that aren't needing of writers and actors things like reality tv and documentaries things like the heiress tour movie which would 120 percent be like a thing that keeps studios afloat in the midst of a strike and encourages them not to reach a deal with the actors and writers which sucks i don't it would be shitty for me as someone who like really supports the strike to like know that my favorite artist is like essentially the like a big reason why they're not reaching a deal because you know she's making sure that they get money but um taylor the heiress tour movie is actually sag after approved which is really slay and taylor is not using big hollywood studios for this movie so there was an article from puck news about how taylor alongside her parents essentially that they paid for the concert movie themselves they did everything independently they essentially had a 
the studios essentially like in a movie the studios act as the middle person between the person who wants to make the movie and the directors and the actors and all those people and also the middle person between once the movie is made to get that into theaters right because yeah. um, they have all the connections but taylor swift is taylor swift oh and they also do promotion for the movie but taylor swift is taylor swift she doesn't freaking need you to promote her movie because she's taylor swift <laughs> like <laughs> and taylor's dad is friends friends of friends with the ceo of amc so they were able to negotiate directly with amc um for a movie deal to get the theaters in their in amc theaters and essentially um if i find it there's variant distributing which is doing independent which is an independent sub distributor for certain other movie theaters like regal cinemark the canadian and mexican ones as well um and the reason is is because they didn't want to involve a studio because one they lose money and two I mean, the strikes is a really big thing. I think that is the reason, the only reason. I don't think that there's a reason that, oh, Taylor wants you to not come see her concert. She knows she's going to come see her concert. I think that that is the only reason why the show is not being played in international. And the reason that Taylor didn't, the reason that she didn't prioritize it is because she, one, she knows that like the heiress tour hype hasn't reached its full potential internationally yet because she hasn't gone there yet and that she might be able to release it at a later time and with a different distributor who can help her internationally. And second, like she doesn't want to involve a studio because of strikes and studios are awful people. I, I am like, this is such a big thing for Taylor to do and on like the movie industry in general it is such a big thing because it will change how a lot of documentaries and things are done more independently especially from like really famous people um which studios make a lot of money off of that shit and they don't do anything (laughs) so they shouldn't (laughs) um <laughs> oh no they were so annoyed at this like happening uh-huh. but like rightfully so like how are they gonna mm-hmm. sit there and do nothing and and not try and come to an even an agreement that is suitable for these writers and everything and sit there and think they're owed this like huge like film and huge experience is going to do so well like they've done absolutely nothing no. as they usually do to deserve this income <laughs> and this like like no. cash flow of money like they they don't deserve it so the fact that taylor went above under like the table and stuff and done this like they were so annoyed by it but honestly like mm-hmm. they, they don't deserve it so why why should they get it so it's nice to see that she's done that i know it's funny how they had to move the exorcist um back yeah. um <laughs> well they're scared they're they're like we're not releasing anything close to that date because not, like, nothing else is getting seen on that date no i mean it would be really funny like people were joking about uh, um extra swift um oh like gosh. the new the new <laughs> the new barbenheimer um <laughs> go see go, go see the airster movie like go see exorcist which isn't gonna happen anymore so um but also a really big thing is that the theaters themselves 
are going to be getting 30, 43% of the ticket sales, which is a lot more, which is more than they usually get. Um, and then 57% will be taken by Taylor and AMC as well. That's so good. Like, which is really good. Cinemas only make profit mostly like a little bit from, from like the ticket sales, but they make most of their money from like popcorn confectionery and stuff <laughs> like literally so that's why they yeah. push you so hard like they make hardly any money so the fact that they're still getting a cut of this when it's there is a shortage of stuff coming out because of the strikes and stuff yeah. like which isn't the theater's which, fault at all yeah like, um, just the and they don't in, deserve to suffer and hollywood that no. are just uh, yeah making everyone suffer not like them, honestly so i honestly think i know that like they just they were originally there was in this puck article does talk about how like they were originally going to plan for like a 2025 release after the tour is over um and then they realized like you know the tour is so popular now like why not capitalize on its popularity now when two years from now who knows what's going to happen right um so smart financial move i guess that way too which is good i I'm excited. We I will be talking about my experience. I have made a decision that, okay, Jack, I need your opinion. What's your thoughts on people like standing up and dancing in a theater and also singing, singing and then also like screaming in theaters for this okay. movie? Um, I think it definitely depends. I think the target audience is going to be Swifties, so I think that there's yeah. nobody's experience going to be getting ruined by it. Like, yeah, and. and I feel like everybody is just like up and like maybe not screaming but like if they're up singing and like having a good time and pretty much just treating it like the eras like then why not like as long as nobody's because you're not gonna have any like what like 50 yeah. year old ma- men in the background being like oh i'm trying to watch the film like it's it's gonna be swifties <laughs> and if they are 50 year old men and they're swifties in slay but um like they're gonna be I... up dancing so i don't think you're gonna be ruining anybody's experience yeah okay the biggest issue i don't mind with people i think singing is like great like mm. definitely sing and definitely dance i think the biggest issue i have with dancing is that i'm short and so if the person in front of right. me is tall i won't be able to see the movie at all and like that's not how a movie's supposed to be right that's like fair. i'm kind of of the opinion of if you're gonna stand up and dance you can but do it in the aisles um and don't do it where people are sitting yeah unless like everyone is doing it kind of thing no, that's a good point. And then yeah. also don't, like, scream over Taylor because yeah. it's, like, this isn't a concert, like, This isn't you a know, Casey Abrams it... acoustic show. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> um, but, like, definitely sing and dance. It's just, like, the way that you do it should be respectful of how everyone else wants to enjoy the movie as well. Like, if I want to be seated or even if I want to stand but I'm mm. short and the person in front of me also wants to stand, that means I can't see, Right. Um, and like I put, picked my seat like in the middle center, like where you want to sit for a movie, not at the front thinking, you know, I wouldn't be able to see if I wasn't at the front. So I think if you want to, that's my opinion on it. I know people are going to be like, eh, she's being annoying and like, she doesn't want us to have any fun, but I fully expect it to be what you said on the first day. Yeah, it's going to be chaos. Which I'm going on the first day because I have to. But I'm also going to book. So I booked like a normal screening because that's what it was available mm. when I got in. 
Um, and then I also want to see it in IMAX. So I might go again, like during the week where maybe like less people are going and see it in IMAX where I can just like sit with my popcorn and bring a blanket and like enjoy Thanks. it. Yeah. Um, but then with like less people around so that I can get like both experience, you know, and like, so I'm hoping that I can do that. <laughs> no, that's a good idea. Better bring your friendship bracelets as well. Oh yeah, I definitely will be bringing friendship bracelets because I know people will be trading friendship bracelets at the theater. So that is something I will be doing. This is so cool. Uh, no, which will be, be so fun. Much fun. Yeah, it'll be lots of fun, and I hope that the rumors about it coming to the UK are true because it'll be fun for you too. I feel like we'll get it. Like, it doesn't make sense to get it before the concert, realistically. Like, yeah. So we'll make it at like late twenty twenty four, and that's yeah. fine as well. Like. Like but on the leak it, thing, but... it did say October 13th, so I'm sure it'll come out on streaming platforms at least, if anything. I'm happy Canada wasn't excluded like we usually are. <laughs> yeah, use one. Use eight for the first time. I know. I know. Also, I'm sorry if you guys see me, like, my hands going up and down in the video for video watchers. I, I'm fidgeting with my necklace like an idiot. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's it for the Air's Tour movie. I don't know if you have anything else to add. No, just ever anybody's going just have the best time. And let yeah, us know have your the best time when we talk about it on the podcast. Honestly, like tell us what you think. If you we're gonna talk about our experience on the podcast. So if you had a really shitty experience or a really good experience when you go see the Eras Tour movie, let us know because I'm only one person and I might have a really awful time or a really good time and it doesn't resonate everyone's experience. So having good things more things to talk about is always fun okay i think our next topic is probably gonna be baby queen so the same day that guts came out baby queen released quarter life crisis the single not the album <laughs> um i like this song i think of the songs she's released so far that are on this record i think that i like this one second to dream girl i think dream girl's I still like it a little bit better, but Quarter Life Crisis is pretty good. I didn't really like We Can Be Anything, as we discussed, but I think it's still really good. I, I honestly love the vibe of it. Like, it's very catchy, <laughs> um, and it just, like, I'm almost 25, so, yeah, Quarter Life Crisis is so real. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's... You know when you were just saying about We Can Be Anything? Okay, I know we kind of had, like, a, like, a lot to say about it, but it's really yeah. grown on me. Okay, really? Because I, I, yeah. I, I don't know, I haven't listened to it much because I was just like, I don't love this, but I should listen to it again more. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's definitely a grower. I think when you, like, take a, a break from it and just, like, listen to it with the new stuff, I think it mm -hmm. sounds... I don't know how to explain it, but it, give it another shot because I, I like it more and I think it's probably... Okay. It might be my favourite out of all three that we've got so far. Um, okay, And it's hard to choose between Dream Girl and Quarter Life Crisis because Quarter Life Crisis is really catchy. Like when it goes, yeah, oh, I... it's the Quarter Life Crisis. Quarter Life that Crisis. Part. <laughs> yeah, like, I so love that. Catchy. That's what gets stuck. It literally gets stuck in my head. It's so good. Oh, um yeah it's so good at like making songs like that though as well um yeah. so i don't know it's a lovely song i can't decide if it's like second or third <laughs> but um it's it's very good and 
we've had like quite a mix of stuff um mm-hmm. from like the album so far um, and the music video was sick as well um but it's it's yeah, exciting it to see um what we're going to get from the album but sad news is that it's been pushed back yeah so yeah the album was originally supposed to come out like the second week of october i think mm-hmm. right I think um so, yeah. and now it's yeah and now it's been pushed to the first or second week of november so it's the 10th of november yeah so sec- so uh, it's been pushed back a whole month yeah. uh which is a long time for an album to be pushed back usually it's like one or two weeks um if something comes up but they push it back an entire month um i don't know what happened obviously i don't think anybody knows what happened yeah i think i think that it's quite sad like i feel quite i feel really bad i feel really bad because the timing is really weird because obviously she has the tour that's for this album Mm -hmm. that's going to be going on now before the album comes out and then the album's going to come out in the middle of the tour so it's going to be a little bit weird the label hasn't really been promoting stuff a lot either um so yeah i just feel quite bad for her honestly i don't know what's going on behind the scenes but yeah i just feel bad we don't we, we actually know nothing like the the notepad apology was owing to circumstances out of my control my album is going to be pushed back to release on friday the 10th of november i hate disappointing mm-hmm. you and i know you've been waiting for a long time i have to but i have to ask you to wait a few weeks longer and i will make i pro- promise to make that wait worth your while i have so many things to tell you these next few weeks there is so much coming and i can't wait for these 12 songs to be yours Thank you for your love and support. Mm-hmm. I feel like the luckiest person in the world. Love, baby queen. It's really strange because not only have they pushed it back like a month, delaying these whole like well not delaying because the concerts are still going ahead. These acoustic shows are still going ahead, um, and a lot of these acoustic shows, and the concert are obviously to experience the new album, um, but they've also pushed it back to like, like, nineteen eighty nine TV comes out on the 27th so like mm-hmm. it's very close to that and you would think that if they were going to push it they would try and keep it as far away from I as don't... possible from that but it's like they've kind of pushed it into a weird space I don't know I think honestly like I mean I don't think like not to be like just to be blunt like I don't think she had any chance of like getting number one on the charts anyway yeah yeah um so it's not a big deal and it's not like it's the same day that i don't think i don't think it's gonna be actually a problem um it's i mean if she was she was originally gonna release it i think on october 13th um or october 6th i don't remember which one but even then that's like two weeks before um so it just in terms of like before or after and i think I don't think that that's a big factor. I mean, she released this single on the same day as Guts, which that's arguably true, yeah. there's a bitter, bigger fan overlap with Olivia because she opened for her. I, I wouldn't say that that's something that actually matters that much to the label. Just in Bella's case, it definitely matters for some other artists. I have no idea why, like what could have caused this. Um, and I just 
like genuinely like i cannot even like make up a probable reason like i usually can um (laughs) i just don't know and i just feel really bad um but i'm sure like all of her shows and everything will still be just as fun i don't think it's going to take away from anything and i think it's still going to be a really good album so i am excited (laughs) oh yeah truly as well um i just feel bad i don't know what's going on but oh yeah hopefully the Same. record label starts promoting that everything i don't know I, I, I wish i knew like i wish we had like behind the scene information this is why we need to get big enough so then we can get information and then report it. and we can leak it yeah <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> we'll need a lawyer for wait that. we 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 didn't say that we, we don't leak anything guys no nobody's gonna um, tell us anything then yeah true <laughs> um <laughs> Um, um so the album yeah. has 12 songs and um, the track list is uh, one we can be anything two kid mm-hmm. genius three dream girl four i can't get my shit together five love killer Real. <laughs> yeah six grow up seven quarter life crisis eight dialogue real nine obvious 10 23 which is going to be a very crucial track i think we're both 23 so I think it's going to be... Uh, yeah, I will be 24 when the album oh, when comes, comes out. out. So. Oh, you're... Yeah. Also, just wanted yeah. to say, I'm turning 20... I realized the other day I'm turning 24 on a Sunday, which is so Greta Ray coded. Um, that's all. Okay. I'm not going <laughs> to even say anything about Greta Ray. I'm not going to bring up any 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 sad feelings. No, no, um, no, no. It's okay. We'll talk about it after. I'll Go on. <laughs> every time I get high and 12, I'll let her to myself at 17. Which yeah. sounds like a really nice closer, so that'll be fun. Um, and that comes it's, out. It's on... literally Dear Seventeen repackaged into a baby thing, huh? Um. Anyway, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Which it'll be, it'll be fun, and we will talk about it on the podcast, like we always do. Yeah. Um. If you don't listen to Baby Queen, go do it. Yeah, do it. It's really important. The next topic that we have is guts tour, guts tour, guts tour, guts tour. Uh... Um, so literally the day after our pod we recorded last week, our guts review, Olivia announced her guts world tour, which is fun. She's playing arenas, which is insane to me, but also clearly she has them demand for it because Ticketmaster have said that they have gotten more registrations than tickets available, which is insane. I, and like demand is exceptionally high which is insane because i just didn't believe that olivia had that high demand but she does and i don't want to believe it (laughs) it's so sad seeing her in the o2 to then not even getting tickets to to, to see her in the arena it's Um, crazy it's literally insane and i honestly think like verified fan can be good mm -hmm. it can be good for artists that don't have such high ch- demand, which is like really funny to say because you think it should be the opposite. But yeah. for artists that have really high demand, I think using things like um, the Midnight's pre-sale kind of style, like if you bought something off the shop, you get a code. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff is better because... Yes. Um, because I don't think Spotify is, like, the best way to do it because people, like, bought that shit. Um, whereas, yeah. like, when there's, like, money attached to it, it's, it's a little bit easier. Um, and also, like, not everyone uses Spotify. True. I'm sorry, guys. Not- I'm just singling everybody that uses, like, Deezer and 
and not full music. <laughs> Sorry. Title, whatever. Um, no, it's it's not even that. Like I, I think I think there are people who like will listen to like Taylor a lot, but only listen on like a physical CD as well. Yeah. That's... Um. So I just feel like more people buy stuff than they do, and it could be like you bought like a five dollar pen or yeah. a. $30 vinyl you know like whatever it could be it could be either it doesn't need to be like you have to buy you know this really expensive item to get access to my really expensive tour but I do think that there needs to be some barrier that's not just a random selection because it's just bullshit that like how does how does Ticketmaster know between fans and scalpers like that's the thing. Most scalpers can sign up on a link, but they won't know two months in advance to buy something off of a merch store, but fans will. And that's just that. Like, that's literally the reality of it. And I think it's really sad to see people on my timeline, like, not get tickets, who I know are, like, really big Olivia fans. And a lot of these scalpers have bots that run multiple email signups. So, um, yeah. like, they have, like, 20 not 20 they have like 100 plus like emails signed up for it and then get access yeah. and then then sell them and it's sad it's bullshit it's really 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 sad and i i wish i i don't blame artists for this at all really like it's kind of their only option but i think that so noah khan announced his will i'll be here forever tour today um yeah. in north his north america dates i'm wearing his shirt so <laughs> looks sick love that uh thank you jack um and let me just find the instagram post but he's doing something for he's also doing verified fan um because there's gonna be high demand for his shows but then he's doing tickets for this run of shows will be in high demand so verified fan will be used to ensure more tickets get into the the hands of fans instead of scalpers looking to resell them tickets for this tour will be non-transferable to ensure that only fans get access to tickets. This means if you're buying tickets as a group, you will need to enter the show together. For fans who are unable to use their tickets, a face value exchange will be made available from a Ticketmaster face value exchange, mm -hmm. which is essentially close to like what Taylor has done in, in the UK, right? Like you can't, re you can't transfer and if you want to resell, you can only do so within the platform that you bought tickets in which the cap is face value <laughs> yeah um, i've actually um, not been on to resale in a wee while but i think it's either face value or like a tiny bit above um yeah but, but nothing like insane yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i just wish that olivia also did that so olivia's doing like 20 dollar tickets for fans who um maybe aren't able to afford um mm. to go to a show which I think is really, really great and really important. I think concerts should be accessible to everybody. There's something that like, I feel like for me personally, helped me like grow as a person and, and yeah. just cause you can't afford it, you shouldn't be like denied the chance to do that, see your favorite artist. But I also think that having cheap accessible tickets in general is really important and not allowing, like having a system like Verified Fan where like most people can't buy tickets is like incentivizing people who maybe could afford more expensive tickets to go and buy those $20 ones. 
right? Versus having like face value exchange would be like really good. I don't know. It just sucks. I I wish the situation was better. Um, I don't know if you saw Jack, but yeah, there's I mean. a lot of drama on Twitter today. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so there was the the UK tickets went on sale early this morning, and there was people complaining that her vip packages are 300 pounds which i agree is insane Mm -hmm. and um vip packages are a scam (laughs) yep i need artists to stop doing vip packages like why am i paying 300 pounds just to get into the venue early and for like a little box of merch like this is it's ridiculous um and people will pay it because they value being in the front row and i mean if it if it was like Maisie for me, I would just pay it because I want, I, I don't want to go to a Maisie show and not be in the first row. Like I just, that's not what I want to do. But for Olivia, like it's like, I'm not nearly as big of a fan. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously I'm a big fan, but I'm not like, you know, a stan, I guess. There's people who deserve to be at the front more than I do at Olivia. Um, so I'm not going to pay because yeah. it's not worth my money. I don't know what you think about VIP tickets, Jack. Um, I think it really just differs on like who you're going to see I think there's yeah. certain VIP packages that make sense and some that don't but there's also just an increase in ticket prices in general and oh yeah um, and I think it, it's, it's scary because it's getting to the point where just normal tickets are becoming inaccessible for people especially while we're in a um, cost of living crisis at the minute, like it's it's scary because the younger fans, which all the power to them, don't necessarily see the value in the money they're spending, and yeah, these tickets, and that's completely fine because I do it, and I'm 23 and I still do it, but yeah. I think the way that these venues and these these um, like record labels are capitalising is scary because they're putting the price up and they're demanding higher prices for shows that possibly shows a wee while ago like Mm -hmm. so there's an artist playing in the hydro um at the like around the same time that is obviously a wee bit smaller than olivia but tickets are only tickets are from like 33 pound to 100 pound and i think olivia's are like what like 70 to like well 300 for vip but it's like scary how much the difference is okay yeah it is it's insane i think that i don't know why olivia's tickets are so expensive i want to so the drama that was on twitter was essentially like not really about vip which i think everyone can agree that vip is like ridiculous um but at the o2 there is vip standing room in the pit which is 300 pounds and then there's normal ticket in the pit which is 98 pounds and someone was being like you know it's not that expensive it's 98 pounds people are like quote tweeting her and being like how can you say this in a cost living crisis how can this how can that and i saw something and i know that you went to um see her at the o2 as well um but that like scissors tickets were more expensive for pit than 98 so i don't know 
because I'm not from the UK. Mm-hmm. Because for me, when I do the currency conversion in my head of what that is in Canadian dollars, if I wanted to get a ticket close to the stage on the floor, um, or a seated ticket, or even a standing ticket, I guess, like at, at an arena, mm-hmm. like if it was at a theater, like you know, like Hammersmith, like she played last year, like that kind of size of a venue, I would be like, yeah, ninety-eight is really, really expensive, but. If I think about our arenas here and if I want to get a floor ticket, that's how much I'm going to be paying. Like, I know. I know that's how much I'm going to be paying. I don't... If it was five years... If it was before COVID, I would say that was expensive. But right now, I don't actually think that 98 pounds is expensive. I think that that's the price to see an artist in an arena. But that's in Canada. And that's very different than in the UK. So I don't feel like I have as much say as you do because you know what to expect when you go see an artist at an arena i think it's like very different on who you're gonna see i think pop okay as a genre is a lot like charges more okay. for their tickets because their fans are younger and they know they can get more from them whereas, which is fucked up <laughs> yeah which whereas like the national tickets um we love the national um I think right now that they they they're mm-hmm. there in four days. I was gonna try and go because soccer mommy's performing. And I can't, but it's, it's fine. Um, I think the standing tickets mm-hmm. are like forty five. Um, okay, yeah, so that's a lot less. Yeah, and it's just I think it's definitely yeah. based on the target audience, and I know there's more that goes into it as well, but yeah, like so uh, the way that I know that tickets work here, and mm-hmm. I assume that it's similar. Is that there? Obviously, there is a charge that the arena charges the artist to like be there, and yeah. the artist has to make that back in the ticket sale, essentially, right? Yeah. And then they also want to profit, and that's so. There's like a a standard charge that you expect to pay when you go to a show at a certain venue, right? Because you know you have to. Yeah. Um, Maisie was playing at Wembley and I think her standing tickets for Wembley were like 30 pounds. Um, But then again, she is a smaller artist than Olivia and um, probably wants to sell the tickets more than she wants to make money off of it. Whereas Olivia knows she's going to sell the tickets, right? Yeah. I think when I look at like if it is a price okay i'll look at other artists and like what they're charging and be because i know that artists wouldn't like undercharge for a concert based on what they're actually paying to be there Mm. um and so if the national are charging like that much less than olivia is at the same venue i would say that olivia is overcharging and that's probably a correct assumption but if people of like her same genre are charging the same amount it's hard to complain because it's not really her fault per se. It's just the industry's fault, which I think it's still at wrong for the industry. And I think causing an uproar like this is important. But the problem is, is that they're never going to listen because they'll see the ticket sell out and say, well, like you bought them anyway. So we're going to keep doing it because you bought them anyway. That sucks because I... I would. I have seen expensive concert tickets and been like, I'm just going to buy them because I want to go to the show. 
there have been times where I've seen expensive tickets and I've decided not to go buy them. Like Nile Horn was an example of that. And I wanted to go and I was like, I'm just going to buy a nosebleed ticket. And I got in and the nosebleed tickets were like a hundred Canadian dollars. And I was like, I, it's just not worth it. Yeah. If it was like cheaper for a nosebleed ticket, I will go, but I'm just like, not today. And that was a decision I made for an artist that I wouldn't like die if I didn't go to, but I would enjoy if I did go to. I don't know. I think it's I think it's interesting and the decisions that you make to go to concerts are largely based off of your desperation to see the artist and to be close, to, right? Like Yeah. People pay 300 pounds for VIP because they really really want to be at Barricade and that's really important to them. And I, I'm not faulting those people because I am the same for other artists. I really want to be a barricade. Um, and I think that it's, I think it's quite sad that Olivia is like, that all artists are like taking advantage of their, their fan base, knowing that they might pay that much. It sucks. I just wish that people would like focus their attention on something because people being like, oh, it's people complaining about like, oh, she charged 40 pounds at her last tour. It's like, well, her last tour, she was freaking playing at like like a tenth of the size venues. Like, yeah. what do you mean? She Like, it's going to be more expensive. Uh, you have to expect that. But it just sucks. It just freaking sucks. I think <laughs> a little bit of it as well is because... Sometimes these fans um, are a wee bit younger. This is like maybe their first like experience going to like an arena, so they are going to be more yeah. expensive than these smaller venues. But it is mm-hmm. also again, it's a shame that because we like because we'll pay these prices that they're not going to do anything about it. Um, but I also it's because like Kendrick Lamar and says and I've been to a bunch of concerts at the Hydro and they are. Artists like that are are kind of around the same prices, like eighty to ninety to a hundred, and yeah, it's like why? How? Like there must be some way it works behind the scenes because if the national are charging forty one or forty five or whatever, and like Kendrick's charging like eighty something, and Scissors charging eighty something, and Olivia's charging ninety something, like there must there either is a charge that they're putting on these artists because they know they can get more out of them, or or they yeah. are the art like the the labels know they can get more from this and make more profit so they're doing this but i also think mm-hmm. there's there's it's we've seen it constantly and we keep seeing it how every like other artists have done this but it's always olivia that gets the brunt of it and it's like because i just i hate to see it because it's obviously not olivia as well it's so like a, yeah there is the factor which i only just thought about now of like the production of the show right like if you're taylor swift and you're going to the airs tour and you have 10 dancers and you have a whole stage set up you have like a you know a really really like a, a lot of lighting a lot of production you know moving that and setting that up takes a lot more people mm-hmm. than just like maybe the national on stage with their guitars and drums and whatever mm-hmm. um and like not really much production not like dissing either show just like yeah. that's one show versus the other so if olivia has a lot of production in her show then i can see why the ticket might be more expensive because the show costs more to put on right yeah um 
But I don't know, like, I haven't been to these shows to know whether that's the case or not and whether it's justified to be charging that much more. I think it's, like, discourse that's important, but it's just not going to change, and it sucks. Um, And I feel sorry for people who can't afford it, and I, I hope that like Olivia sees this and changes or I hope that the industry can make their shows more affordable for everybody. Music live is such a good experience. Like I feel like everybody needs to experience mm-hmm. it and it's sad that people aren't being able to, but hopefully there is so a So I wanted to mention something about Olivia's tour as well on the American sales side, um, which is semi-related mm-hmm. and a different situation that's happening for all of the North American shows is that Olivia has left on Ticketmaster Platinum pricing, which for those of you who don't know is Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing system that exists in their North American market where the higher the demand for a show, the higher it'll cost. This has caused when people to go in to buy tickets that like a seated ticket in the nosebleed is more expensive than buying a VIP package for Pit because of the demand. which is insane to me that like she would leave dynamic pricing on i just don't get it it's freaking ridiculous dynamic pricing is the most stupid thing Ticketmaster has ever done i see a lot of discourse on the i've seen so much discourse it's really funny how used how americans are so used to consumerism and these bullshit tactics that companies <laughs> use that they just like suck it up and don't say anything they're like this fucking sucks but i'm gonna suck it up whereas like europeans aren't as used to it so like a 98 pound ticket is like causing like big fights on twitter <laughs> whereas like Americans getting hella screwed over and having to pay a thousand dollars for a freaking lower bowl, not even like front row ticket, are like, uh, this freaking sucks, but I'm just gonna have to do it. Uh, <laughs> which is just like, it's a no, like, no digs on either side. It's just like, it's kind of funny, the like opposites to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, um and keep in mind the artists are the one that decide if dynamic pricing is on as is on as, or not yeah. as well. Um yeah. so just just to let you guys know that that's the case. Um but that happened so, with the yeah, Eros tour. Like we didn't it like VIP packages didn't sell out as fast in the EU. Um and yeah, we had to like 'cause they're not used to consumers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's just the um, opposite. I love it. Um It's sorry, hilarious. I'm just gonna chime in. I've just been thinking on Twitter and um there's a picture from an amc worker with amc friendship bracelets that they've been sent oh my god um that's I'll, fun i'll um put a picture on the screen i'll just put one in discord quickly but um they are they don't know if they're from amc or from taylor's team um but that's exciting so that's really cute i assume they're from amc but that's really cute um, so they're just like sadly, they just say AMC i am on them. I'm not going to an AMC because I'm not American, but yeah, it's still fun. Sad. Well, all you Americans, um, all our one American listener, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's it about Gus tour, guts tour, guts tour. I can say words. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I hope that everyone who's trying to get tickets is getting tic- is able to get tickets. Um, Jack included. I. I am not trying for guts for tickets, sadly, Such. but 
It is okay. Our next topic is that I went to go see Noah Khan this weekend. Ooh. Fun, fun, fun. Hence why I'm wearing his shirt, which I totally subtly mentioned a little bit ago. <laughs> um, I don't really have much to say about the show, honestly. It was at an amphitheater. It was 16,000 person capacity, that which is insane. I was sat near the back just because that's what I could afford at the time when I bought the tickets. Um, I bought face value, not resale, which is insane because I bought these tickets in January when they came on sale. And oh. it was like, I think I paid like $35, $40 at the time mm. um, and for my ticket like way at the back because that's what I could afford, like I said. <laughs> it was great. I was like whatever excited and then a few like a month ago i went to look like because i knew that it didn't sell out right away so i was like oh maybe i could upgrade my ticket if it's not sold out yet right um because i knew that it hadn't sold out right away so i was like you know what i'm gonna go see if i can upgrade my ticket and i go on there and i'm just like six hundred dollars for a resale ticket in like the section way at the back where i'm sitting where i paid freaking forty dollars for a face value ticket and i was like what the hell and it's like it's crazy to me to think that we'll all be here forever has like skyrocketed noah's career so much like he six season was already such a big hit um and now like we'll all be here forever is just like made him like popular like everybody knows who noah khan is and i'm like that's insane um that is insane it is insane um <laughs> and nice. he's now playing at arenas he just announced today which is like also insane um i yeah crazy and i Overall, the concert was so much fun. Um, I met some really nice people there. And I... He was insanely good live. Like, just, like, more than I ever expected. And just, like, being in an amphitheater and, like, literally, like, the, the energy was so good. It felt like a Taylor show, like, it, like an old like a like a rep tour style taylor show where literally every single person was screaming the lyrics um like literally every single person was screaming the lyrics and it was incredible like incredible vibes exactly what you need and i just had so much fun so if you have a chance to see noah khan if you're in north america he just announced a tour so i highly recommend signing up for that um and he is so popular, so you should get in while you can. Yeah, you're gonna pay um, six hundred dollars for Canadian dollars for a ticket. That's insane. Which is in insane to be charging six hundred yeah. to be trying to resell a ticket for six hundred dollars when you paid like fifty bucks for it is like insane behavior. Um, um but no, like I the so recent videos. And I've been so lazy and not been putting them on socials. <laughs> so I'm going to start socials again. So they will be up there, yes. hopefully, before the episode comes out. Um, or at least they'll be starting when that comes out. So if you want to go check them out, they will be there. Um, and if if it's not there when this episode comes out, you can tweet at the Music Shack and be like, give us Noah videos <laughs> and I will reply to you with a random Noah video. Oh, my, yeah. <laughs> oh my, I kind of don't want to post them now. 
<laughs> we wanted to get to see if it's a lucky draw. Um, but, but while we're on the topic of Noah, um, this was like my week. Like pretty much like two of my like top five favorite artists collabed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lizzie collab. Oh my god, I can't speak. Noah and Nid- <laughs> what? Noah and Lizzie collabed on "Call Your Mum," um, and we heard like a snippet and like they performed it together like a month or two ago um and then yeah there was a snippet that was released and it sounded amazing and the whole song sounds amazing um it's oh. so good with her i absolutely love it um yeah so freaking good just listen to it. i don't have anything to say lizzie just is like so effortlessly like such an amazing singer um and just like a mm-hmm. such a like a cool person um mm-hmm. and obviously noah as well just uh, so good if you go listen to, if you don't listen to noah as well just like even give it a chance like i think you're, you yeah. listen to like the first song and you're like instantly hooked him and as a person as well is just really really cool um and he deserves all this success um and it's so awesome for to see. sure um it's it's crazy um like he said that like i've not been following Noah for that 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 long like six season kind mm-hmm. of time like when he collabed with Maisie was kind of when i like started listening to him yeah um well not like collab they did those tiktoks together whatever um <laughs> and then he she went um she was a special guest at one of his shows in la like last year so that's when i kind of started listening to him but anyway the point that i'm trying to make is that like he was saying at the show that he first played at a 250 person venue in toronto that was the first time we played in toronto and that same venue is the place i'm going to see tommy lafroy at uh next week and the place i saw bear at and you know i saw Maisie at like a similar venue the first time i saw her um and it's like literally insane for me to think about how there's like 250 people in noah's audience yesterday who probably who were at that show and saw him in that tiny ass venue in that setting and are now seeing him play for 16,000 people in the same city and then thinking that that's gonna maybe happen to me with like that's happening with Maisie right now like I first saw her at a freaking 500 person venue and now she's playing for 2,500 people in Toronto and next time she and she sold that out so next time she comes she's gonna be playing for even more people here and then even more people and she's playing for 12,000 people at Wembley like that's insane I cannot fathom that um (laughs) it I don't want my artists to do that stop it (laughs) you're not allowed to do that you're mine (laughs) (laughs) well we're on the topic of Maisie actually we've don't know much but she's been hinting um at deluxe uh deluxe the good witch deluxe and um, we kind of we knew it was coming at some point but we don't know like any more information I, other than just a couple of tweets and stuff i hate macy for this because i already spent like 700 million dollars yeah. on the good witch standard <laughs> records so like does she want me to buy the deluxe ones too like i am not that rich girl like help <laughs> um but also exciting very exciting and also i i'm gonna give a guess for the day okay witchy witchy season october 13th friday the 13th 
Oh. Deluxe version, surprise drop. Haha, <laughs> that's my guess. Okay. Um, Though oh, that oh, might oh. not even be true, um, because it's quite soon. So, um, it might be in November sometime. But I think it's gonna be in October because like witchy vibes. And I think October thirteenth is perfect because it's after her U.S. tour ends and before her U.K. tour starts. So like it's kind of the perfect time to release a deluxe version of a record. I've just typed in National Witch Day, and mm -hmm. the only day. Oh no. I'm not getting that date. I thought it came up October 30th, but I don't think there's a day for it. So I was trying to be smart, uh, but there's just not. Yeah, um, if it's Halloween, it would be October 27th, but Maisie would never release on the same yes, day as 1989 yeah. TV. Oh my god, that is so soon. <laughs> yeah, god, that's scary. Um, yeah, it has to be October. Um, I'm not going to steal your date. I'll, I, I can't think of one, but you'll probably be right so there's probably no point in me saying <laughs> i don't think i'll be right because i think it's quite soon but it might be i might be right which is insane that's fun i i don't know if we have anything else to talk about oh greta opening for Maisie in the uk yeah. jack is going to provide us with so much content about that because i want to see greta live so i'm going to just live vicariously through him maybe i'll send my boyfriend and be like <laughs> go <laughs> just, just stand there and take all the videos Oh, it's going to be so good. That was I mean, such a nice, like, surprise. I am so jealous. I am yeah, so jealous. I feel bad. But I wish that I could come. But alas, I cannot. So it's okay. You're going to have the best time. And Greta will come to Canada soon. So I'm sure copium. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last thing, which is a big thing. It's, like, the, probably the biggest thing ever. Um, we actually finally got to see... The 1989 vault come to life. Um, we didn't get ruined, like speak now. Um, and what an experience it was. Um, I'm going to quickly drop the <laughs> tracks that we got from it. So there's obviously five tracks. Um, I've just put a four up because it kind of leans into what I was going to say. So when we broke the the vault, um, four tracks were kind of listed off. And we were like, where's the fifth one? Um, but I'll let Ray explain that. Um, so we have Say Don't Go. Um, yes. We have Now That We Don't Talk, mm -hmm. uh, Suburban Legends, and Is It Over Now? We don't have any collaborations in these, um, unless she's not listed them, but it's, this is like the back cover of the vinyl, so I feel like if she was going to list them, she would have no, them No, I, I was expecting them to be released when she posted the back cover. Now that she's already posted the back cover, I, um, I 120% believe that... I 120% believe that there's no collaborations, which is crazy to me because I was kind of expecting that there would be, but also, like, 1989 is, like, Taylor's biggest record, you know? Like, it's what, like, a it's her most successful record. So it's kind of nice that her version won't have other people on it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. I was expecting, like, some cool collapse but i also get it i wanted like lord or like oh selena you know we talked about all those things because like there's so many people a part of the 1989 era that would have been cool to have um suburban legends is what i'm claiming by the way um i think it'll be nice. fun and it's it a very 1989 like, like title right yeah 100 yeah. percent um i think i'm but yeah so one. we sorry i'll just cut you off what? but i think i'm gonna claim you're going to claim Slut, which yeah. we will get into Slut because that is such a fun track. So we found out about Slut after the Google Vault, 
vault puzzle then like uh she posted the video and it was like s-l-u-t were the letters and then people are like is it lust is it slut and it's like then taylor nation started tweeting is it lust or slut Yo. and everyone's like well now well now it's obviously <laughs> slut <Yeah>. because <laughs> taylor nation would never say slut if it wasn't actually a song title <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't know what's happened with Taylor Nation, but like they're on something. I've never seen them swear <laughs> so much in my life, and I've never seen them allude to like so much things in my life, uh, like it's within hal- the last it's, like week. It's hilarious, and I'm a living for it. Um, oh, it's crazy. But yeah, <laughs> it'll be fun. I'm excited to see what they are and like who they're produced by and everything. But. The way that this vault was unlocked was really interesting. Um, so Taylor did a collab with Google, the biggest software company in the world, like... and the biggest search engine in the world as well. And they essentially, when you Googled her name, the little vault came up, and then you could solve some puzzles. There were 89 puzzles for you to solve. And, um, you know, they were different things like related to the 1989 era. Like some of them were lyrics, some of them were things like secret sessions and and um, yes whale and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shit like that, like swiftness and I, uh, you know, like things that like it's hilarious because I saw a tweet that was like, I love how Taylor like took some really specific moments from the 1989 era and expected all of us to remember them, and then like, of course, we all remember them. <laughs> because we're freaking swifties and we're crazy but yeah that's essentially what the puzzle was it was so much fun you essentially got in and you you got to do a bunch of different puzzles by like searching letters and then typing it into the search bar and um you they needed to complete 33 million globally until we could unlock the vault so that took around a day uh, not even yeah quite fast but It was quite fast, to be fair, for $33 million. But it wasn't just that. When it when Taylor first posted the Instagram story, she, um, not the, the Instagram post about it, not the story. And there was freaking, it was hilarious because it just wasn't working for like 90% of the people. Like nobody could get this freaking vault to show up. And I got it to show up for a little bit. And then like, one of the answers was golf clubs. So it would type in golf clubs into the search bar. And then like, it just searches for golf clubs. And I'm like looking at go- local golf clubs for sale in my area. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted. The vault just wouldn't show up. It was so annoying. And then a little, then all of a sudden, like nobody could see the vault at all. Like not even the 10% that it was working for. And then Google tweeted was like, hey, we know that this is broken. <laughs> and it's like, are you freaking for real? Like you are the biggest software company in the world and you cannot deal with Swifties. Literally nobody can deal with us. <laughs> and then all of a sudden when it came back, I think it was working well for like majority of people, which is really good. And then at that point when it came back, the numbers were going up so, so quickly. And then I think it died down when a bunch of people were asleep. And then when Europeans woke up, it started going up quickly quickly again and then like first thing when i woke up in the morning was check the vault because <laughs> i'm crazy <laughs> and it was literally like just a few minutes ago and it posted um like the the results we had unlocked it so i think it was a really fun way for taylor to do the vault than what she usually does 
I just wish it had worked right from the start because yeah. it would have been so much more fun if it had. But once it started working, it was good. I just think, I just wish that it had worked properly. Yeah. Well, part of me thinks, like, if she was doing this for 1989, what did we miss out for Speak Now? She hated Speak Now. And even if without the leaks, it's just like, well, I don't know what she was, the why. Why I'm just like, I hate it here. I literally hate it here. I hate how, like, there's all these pictures of, like, the 1989 vault and the Speak Now vault of and the 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 red vault and the fearless vault and the speak now vault's just missing forever <sighs> and it's gonna be the saddest thing ever but yeah it is what it is at least we got this one and it was a fun experience yeah it was fun um but yeah he come back on well come back every week but <laughs> we will be talking about the vault tracks on october 27th so come back then yeah join us yeah but, but yeah now thank you so much for listening to the podcast we i i don't think that there's anything i'm missing anymore for this week um, no i think we're fine <laughs> watch us finish and then there'll be something but i think we're fine okay we're on top of it well yeah <laughs> okay thanks thank you so much for listening it was so much fun this week we went we caught up on all the stuff that we missed and i hope you guys really enjoyed it um and let us know your thoughts on all of the shit that we discussed and follow us on our socials. Check out our TikTok, our Twitter, all that fun stuff. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube if you're not already. Click the like button if you're not, if you haven't already. And also, if you're listening on a podcast platform, give us a five-star rating, a review. We love all of those things and we really appreciate them. So thank you so so much thank you so much for listening i hope you have an amazing day bye and we will see you next week bye